Well, good morning and welcome to our service from the Burn and Benefits this morning. Uh, this podcast replaces the physical service which would have taken place usually at St Clement's Overy. Uh, this Sunday is the Feast of the Baptism of Christ and uh, we're going to introduce it with some music from Henrietta. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord be with you. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of God has dawned upon the world through our Saviour Jesus Christ, who sacrificed himself for us to purify a people as his own. Let us then confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and in peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you. Pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. In the glory of God the Father. Amen. And the collect then for today, the first Sunday of Epiphany, and the celebration of the baptism of Christ. 
Eternal Father, who at the baptism of Jesus revealed him to be your Son, anointing him with the Holy Spirit, grant to us who are born again by water and the Spirit that we may be faithful to our calling as your adopted children. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 1. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. This is the word of the Lord. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 19, beginning at the first verse. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the inland regions and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They replied, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, Into what then were you baptised? They answered, into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptised with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there are about 12 of them. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. And our Gospel is taken from Mark chapter 1 beginning at the fourth verse. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptised by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptised you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. 
With you I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus is coming. But from the perspective of 1st century BC messianic expectation, everything is topsy-turvy from the start. A herald, the forerunner, surely should present an image, a taste of the great person they represent, for whom they are an initial ambassador. The first intimation of the coming say of the Queen of Sheba should be an overwhelming magnificent. I was in Paris and I had friends in the US Embassy when President Bill Clinton came for a visit. There were jumbo jets full of staff, security, organisers of all sorts that flew in before the big day, not to mention the final entourage of jumbo jets again in double figures that accompanied him. Jesus is coming. And as he begins his public ministry, he is announced by a vagrant from the wilderness, clothed with an animal skin, tied crudely about the middle, who eats locusts and wild honey, snatching, you see, what he could from the bushes around him. Unimposing in the extreme, yet with a charisma that attracts crowds to him on the banks of the Jordan. In St John's Gospel account of John the Baptist, he says, Among you is the one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I find this particularly interesting for the phrase, among you. For again, this is topsy-turvy. The Messiah is not coming in a chariot in clouds of glory from above. But, John the Baptist tells us, is there. Very ordinarily so. And we discover then come up from Nazareth, the son of a carpenter. Yet, again, John the Baptist, I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. Baptism in first century Judaism was about purifying the body. The Jewish people immersed themselves to remove a ritual impurity. Ritual impurity is external. It affects the body and is temporal rather than permanent. It may, for example, stem from touching a human corpse or the carcasses of certain animals or indeed from certain quite usual bodily functions. Most Jews were ritually impure most of the time. And this did not impede their daily life in any way. Only in connection with the sacred did it become important. A second temple Jew could not enter into the temple precincts in this condition. Ritual immersion would allow you to become ritually pure again. And knowing this background, we can appreciate the importance and novelty of John the Baptist's ministry on the banks of the Jordan. John's ritual immersion was a means for becoming morally pure. He said, 
you were to repent of your sins before being immersed. Or in other words, this is about inner disposition, a change, a turning back from previous wickedness and a regretting of previous lives. Furthermore, following him, Jesus is coming. And Jesus' baptism will be inside out, for it is not to do with the body. I have baptised you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. Baptism with the Holy Spirit will be permanent, not temporary outer cleansing. So from the very beginning, Jesus' coming is topsy-turvy. But it is also inside out and totally surprising. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Let us thank God for his goodness to us. Father in heaven, we thank you for your church throughout the world, for simply the presence of prayerful leaders and communities. Give us faith that our prayers will be answered, however and wherever we make them. O Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, who came to heal the world, we pray that you will be with the leaders of the nations as they grapple with decisions concerning the pandemic and all of its very different ramifications. Send your Holy Spirit to guide and inspire us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Father and Protector, 
We have been horrified by the disturbing violence, casualties and deaths seen at the Capitol in Washington, D.C. Teach us that violence of speech or action has no place in your world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus, we bring to you all those families where lockdown becomes itself a source of anxiety and stress and maybe argument, where space is crowded, resources limited and psychological pressures overpowering. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, many of us now know someone who has contracted COVID-19. We pray now in a moment of quiet for all those who are suffering, whether at home or in an hospital. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give you thanks, Lord, for those with whom we have shared our lives, thinking of those we have lost. Give us the confidence we need to know that they are safe and at rest with you. Lighten our steps as we continue with our earthly lives. And this morning we pray especially for the family and friends of Cathy Tag. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of baptism. Help us who have been baptised to recall those promises and to live in their light. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And so now we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Just before the uh, blessing, some notices. Um, as you well know, we're all in national lockdown again. And on this occasion, the uh, National Church has not given uh, single instructions about whether churches are to remain open or closed, but the decisions have been delegated to uh, local incumbents and uh, their church wardens and their PCCs. And naturally, uh, we here in the Burnham Benefice have been thinking deeply about uh, how we should respond. Our overriding concern, of course, is for everybody's safety. And as we listen this morning, it's Saturday morning now, to uh, Professor Chris Whitty and uh, other commentators in the national news, what we recognise, I think, is that we have to take extra precautions against the new virus variant, uh, being even more careful than we were in lockdown one. And as a consequence, it really doesn't seem appropriate at the moment to be opening our churches 
uh, for uh, public worship. We will uh, continually review this position. I do assiduously look at our local figures and uh, I want to ensure you that it is our intent uh, as soon as we feel that it's possible uh, it is our intent to offer a single Sunday service at 10 o'clock in the morning at Burnham Market St Mary's um, when conditions permit. Uh, I'm sorry to continue to uh, be uh, cautious but I'd much rather be cautious than sorry. May Christ the Son of God perfect in you the image of his glory and gladden your hearts with the good news of his kingdom and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you, be with all those you love and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>